there is a lot of details that go into it, but at the same time, we all smart, right? We're all confident. We, yeah. we will figure this out, right? Whatever yep. it is, there's nothing that we cannot solve, right? And, or that has not been solved to your point, right? What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This week on the show, we got to interview a really cool guest named Mindagas Machulis. Min is an awesome entrepreneur in the cannabis space in Massachusetts, as well as being a local real estate investor with a four-family property in a town that many investors are bullish on. In this episode, some of the fun things that we got to dig really deep into include countering self-limiting beliefs, getting through the learning curves when you're first beginning, and systematizing everything that you can in your business, and so much more. There are a ton of really cool tips in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 77 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we get the great pleasure of chatting with Mindagas Machulis, a Fitchburg-based real estate investor and entrepreneur in the cannabis space. What's going on, man? How are we doing, my friend? So excited to have you on. Yeah, Kyle, I appreciate the, the invitation. It's great to be here. Yeah, <laughs> super pumped. Thank you so much, man. So yeah, you know, to kind of jump right into things, like, you know, tell us a little bit about you and your, your backstory, your superhero backstory, and, you know, you as an investor, entrepreneur. Yeah, so you know, it's I had quite an interesting background, right? Um, so I live in Massachusetts now, but I originally came from Lithuania. Have been in the U.S. for just over twenty years, and um, have done all kinds of interesting things. Worked in operations, logistics with different companies, and um, you know, in the last few years, I um, uh, I met a mentor of mine who really showed me the ropes to real estate. And it really inspired me how to think about it, how to um, put together deals and uh, look at um, real estate um, syndications. And um, um, he has been an inspiration to me and um, um, just an honor to be a part of his group and uh, other investors. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the last three years I joined the cannabis company, as you mentioned, right? And um, that has been very interesting. Um, we um, uh, built a great company. We um, um, one of the leading companies in Massachusetts. And uh, uh, it was such a great opportunity for me to jump in and make a positive impact on the, on the industry, on the people, right? Um, and it's based in Fitchburg. That's where the, our factory is. Um, and the coolest thing about that, Kyle, is that now um, that building, that property has hundreds of people coming to work every day where for 20 plus years, that building was empty. So it's such a cool thing to see every day now where we can't even find a parking spot. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's unreal, man. You know, like to go from like, you know, having that vision and being able to especially take a building like that, you know, that nobody's like touched and, 
you know, maybe like the neighbors call it an eyesore or something like that and like completely revamp it into like this, you know, like booming, um, what's the word for it? I guess like industry, you know, like, (laughs) wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, and you, you're right. The neighbors at first had an issue, right? But then uh, <laughs> it's it seems like everybody's just getting on board finally, right? Everyone starts to accept for what it is and see the benefits of it, right? And I hear amazing stories almost on a daily basis, just how uh, cannabis have changed their lives, how much um, better they are now versus de- dealing with um, uh, pharmaceuticals, right? And uh, it's it's incredible. It's awesome to see that. It really is, man. It's such a really cool industry. Like, it's interesting to see, you know, like where it came from to like where it is now and like, you know, how things are like people are really opening up like across the country and everything. And it's cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's a part of the reason why I am a big fan of Fitchburg and Lemonster and so many other towns now that are creating again the jobs in the industry right creating real estate needs right we um just in Fitchburg alone we have over 200 employees right uh which is fantastic right and it's bringing so much more economic um upswing again right to the town that for the most part for the last few decades it was not doing that great right uh so many jobs and companies outsourced their um, operations so it's um you know, part of the reason why um, I started investing in real estate in Fitchburg specifically, because I see the need, right? I see people coming in again to Fitchburg. I see the needs, including our own employees looking for places to live, right? And I'm like, what a great opportunity, right? To not only create jobs um, uh, in the cannabis industry, but also provide opportunities for people to live and create uh, again create communities uh create their families and uh create their life in in fitchburg and lemonster yeah (laughs) that's super cool man like especially to have that angle of like you know being like a a huge employer out that neck of the woods and like creating all these jobs but to your point as well you know like if there's a lot of great jobs that are coming in that people are going to want to be living a lot closer and you know if if the demand isn't really well if the demand like like skyrockets, there's a whole nother gap in the market that you might be able to to take advantage of. Absolutely. It's the coolest thing in the world to kind of like blend those two together, like business and real estate and literally like tied right in. And um, that's huge. (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of got you into real estate initially, man? Like what kind of gave you the bug? (laughs) Yeah, the bug, you know, definitely came from my mentor, right? He, um, Mm -hmm. He's been teaching me about real estate for you know the last few years, and um, he's he has created uh, multiple businesses and had massive success in real estate, and um, uh, he's such a big advocate just for everyone to buy their first property as multifamily property, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're 18, 20, or 40, it's like whatever you do, start with a duplex or triplex, right? Because that's you know, doing the house hack, right? If you can, uh, and building from that foundation, it's it's where you can create the wealth. Um, He said he started with a duplex years and years ago. And at one point owned, I think close to 2000 units. Um, So again, just the compounding process, right? On where you can create wealth this way. So 
again, he was such a big inspiration to me. And, um, uh, but really what started last year, I um, um, reread um, Robert Kiyosaki's book again, uh, mm -hmm. after probably 15, 20 years, maybe since I read it the first time. And it clicked with me on a different level, right? Um, I read it again, long time ago. It was great concepts, but I didn't really understand the impact it can have like of making those changes in your life. Yeah. And when I read it again last year, I'm like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is truly brilliant. So maybe it's just my, my uh, uh, maturity over time, right? put all the concepts together in a much different way. And I'm like, this is what I need to do now. There's no more time to, uh, to waste, right? And um, I became very aggressive in looking into properties in Fitchburg and um, saw this, um, uh, uh, well, saw multiple properties that they started making offers on. Um, some of them did not get accepted. Some of them did not make sense, right? Uh, and then there was one that came up, a fourplex um, that looked like it was in great shape, um, a beautiful units already renovated, had parking lot, everything. And I, I'm like, you know what? I'll make a great offer on it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get accepted. <laughs> um, and I was, I was disappointed, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll just keep pushing the, pushing the process forward, right? And um, and about a month later, the same agent calls me back and says, hey, the buyers um, fell through. They're like, do you want this property? Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Um, and immediately we just got it done under contract and closed 45 days later. Yeah. Wow. I love that, man. It's so crazy. Like, especially in the kind of market that we're in now, you know, where there's like tons and tons of offers coming in and um like just because your offer doesn't get accepted initially like that doesn't mean that that's it you know like yeah. you never know when you can get that phone call to come in and be like oh hey like the first three offers fell apart like you know yeah. what do you think like do you still want it heck yeah i do <laughs> yeah i actually um i realized that my offers may not be uh, accepted because i'm i can be somewhat conservative right because uh, i want to make sure the numbers make sense right even if yeah. we do have a downturn right? It has to make sense to me. Uh, so um, I'll still make offers and even I'll tell the agents, hey, keep me as a backup offer. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. Like, so they know, and I'm like, would you let me know if you have issues with your buyers? I'm like, I'm very serious, but I understand I'm not the highest offer. Yeah. But keep it as your second best offer. Um, and Sometimes it will work, sometimes won't, right? But it's it's good to be in that position. Um, and if you don't make any offers, they're not even going to know about you, right? Yeah. So constantly being in the mix of all the agents, brokers, and um, positioning yourself in, in those situations could be a winning strategy. Yeah. yeah, that's super valuable, man. I, I totally agree with you. I was in kind of a, a similar position when I was looking around, um, you know, putting a couple offers in like here and there on certain properties. And when I got the, um, the property that I ended up closing on under, um, you know, like under contract, I remember I was driving out this way and like same type of thing. I got a call on my phone. They're like, oh, you know, this is, you know, the agent from X, X street. Um, you know, and things fell through, like, would you want to, you know, still put an offer? And I'm like, oh, you know, I 
I would, but like, you know, I, I got this one under contract, like, you know, good luck, you know, hope for the best, that kind of thing. But you just never know. You exactly, never know. man. And right. if you don't put offers in, that's not going to happen. Right. So like, even if like, like just throw your hat in the ring and like, you never know, you know, like you're right. opening up the door for possibilities for, for things that like you might not expect at all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a um, great advice, Kyle. And, um, you know, not only, I would say always ask also to, um, to see if they have other properties, right? Um, uh, that's another great tip because it's um, a lot of investors, especially if they're um, absentee owners, right? And they, um, uh, maybe they're at a time in their life where they're now just selling all their properties, right? So it might be just a one property at a time that is on market. Uh, but sometimes I look up the public records and I can see, right? There's, there's a few of them that they have, right? And I'm like, hey, can I, um, you know, let me know about the other properties if you're interested in selling or even let's see if we can buy two of them at the same time, right? So for them, it's an easier transaction as well, right? That's so, huge. Uh, that, that's a huge yeah. tip, man. Like yeah. you just never know, you know? I mean, yeah. a lot of people a lot of people don't want to stop at just like one duplex, you know, like most of us want to, you know, keep buying properties over time and everything. And, you know, eventually situations are going to change, or maybe you want to cash out or like, you know, go start a business with that money and, right. and transfer it from asset to asset. And you just never know, right. you know, so to ask that question of like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, I see this one is, you know, like you're selling this one, but you know, do you, do you have any other ones? Like I'd be more than happy to, you know, see if we can figure something out and see if it works for both of us. And yeah. you never know. I mean, the worst they can say is no, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. And no is always just at the time, right? Because exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. So what's kind of your, your drive and in your vision, you know, for the long term? you know, like for the business, like as an, as a investor, like entrepreneur, yeah, it's a great question, Kyle. Um, you know, my drive is actually uh, um, my family, right? I, uh, um, you know, when I was growing up, we we really came from nothing, right? We, uh, um, uh, and I moved to the U.S. when I was 17, um, had one suitcase with me, and that's about it, and needed to start the, my life. And my parents were still in Lithuania for actually just until recently. And, um, you know, so I knew I need to make it in the U.S. Uh, and, um, you know, it was rough, definitely rough at the beginning. I barely spoke any English and had to um, just build everything, right? Um, luckily, I was, I met amazing people in, in, in my life and uh, built great relationships and who helped me, who mentored me. And um, I'm so happy to be in that position to give back to so many of them right now. Um, so, you know, that the drive to succeed was always in me, right? Like I always wanted to, um, um, to show to myself that I can do this. Right. Yeah. Um, but now um, I should now have an amazing family, have a wonderful wife and two kids. They have become my why, right. The, the driving force behind everything I do. And um I don't want them to be in a, any position financially, a bad position where um, they would not be good, right? If something happened to me, right? So creating uh, opportunities, 
creating wealth, creating passive income is um, for them and for me as well um, is what drives me, right? I just want to make sure they they would be okay. Um, and real estate is really such a great tool, right? A great aspect of creating that wealth, right? Um, not only you can benefit from a cash flow, but also from appreciation and tax benefits, right? It's um, which is why it clicks so well with me, right? Um, and um, you know, I'm still fairly early in the investment career, right? But I have really ambitious goals, <laughs> and um, very excited about them, right? Um, uh, I belong right now to a group of investors that have properties, multifamily properties, uh, all over the country. Um, um, the, we're focusing on really large complexes even, uh, anywhere from um, 20 to 200 units. Um, and um, being a part of this group has been really fascinating and exciting. And um, we, my goal in the next year to acquire 100 units, right. and then in the next three years to get to 500 units. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. But um, um, I know it's all doable because I see other people in, the, in my group of investors doing the same thing. And actually, some of them have thousands of units now. So it's, yeah. um, it's really incredible to see that. And it's such an inspiration as well. It really is, man. Like just being around those, those right people can totally change your life. You know what I mean? And like on your own, like, you know, being super ambitious and stuff like it, it, like you might not see how possible it actually is, you know, until like you see some of the people, like you said, that are doing that like times right. 10. You're like, oh, that's not that bad. Like we'll do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah it completely changes your mindset. Right. Um, and, you know, the, a lot of people say you need to think big, but it's so hard sometimes to think big until you you see it and experience it, right? Yeah. Um, like that was um, my issue for many years, right? Like I could not think behind my own limitations, my mind limitations, right? On like if someone said like you can own a thousand units uh, 10 years ago to me, I would not think it's possible, right? It yeah. didn't seem <laughs> achievable. I really couldn't grasp that concept on how can someone do this, right? Until I met people who do this, right? And when they walk you through that process, how they do this, you're like, huh, it's really not that complicated, right? It takes a lot of grit, a lot of work, a lot of um, just discipline, right? To, to do what you need to do, right? A lot of things that a lot of people won't do, <laughs> But it is achievable. It is doable. And um, learning from them and seeing how it's done is what makes you start believing and thinking that at the same level. And that's where it all starts. 100%. That's something I'm extremely fascinated with that concept of like, like one way that you, you know, like perceive something like maybe like, I guess maybe like levels of like self-limiting beliefs are going to be drastically different from like when you first start to like, you know, starting to kind of tiptoe into things a little yeah. bit to, to starting to get into things and then like really, really get into things. Right. And like, it's like, you're just going to like be more free, you know, like the more people that you meet and everything and like people are doing like 
really big things. And all of a sudden those self-limiting beliefs of like, oh, like I can't do that. Like that's way too big. They just, they just start to like disintegrate, you know, like they're just yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, like just being around those right people is, uh, is just really imperative, you know, to doing big things. And the cool thing is too, is like, you know, most of the problems that you're going to have and everything, like they aren't new problems, like to the world, That's you know? Right. So like, you know, yeah. like raising capital or something like that, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, it's difficult, like, right, you know, right off the bat and everything, but has it been done before? Yeah, yeah. like millions of times, millions of times right? <laughs> you know, and like and that every day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, if you're around the right people, be like, oh, hey, you know, like, this is kind of what I was thinking, like, you know, I, I want to raise like this much from like, you know, these kind of people, and this is how I was going to go at it like those people might be able to help you out and be like, Oh, actually, you know, this is a way that was kind of work for working for me a lot more. And like, you know, it's, it's done this much and right. it's, it's unreal, you know, like, if you, yeah. like your mindset will just like permanently keep getting rewired, like the more and more that you, you keep digging and everything. And it's, it's something that's really special. Yeah. It's all a process, right? At the end of the day, it's all been documented, right? It's all been proven so many times. Um, the, raising capital or putting the deals under contract, uh, putting syndications uh, together. It's all the pro a very detailed process, right? Yep. Um, and uh, there's so many um, investors that share that, right? And they're happy to share that. And, um, you know, if you just follow that, um, it may be difficult the first few times because it's new, right? It's all, all yeah. normal to everyone. But you get better and better and better with that process, right? And um, it's not complicated. It's hard because you have to do it and you have to fight your fears, right? And those limiting beliefs, but mm -hmm. you just have to do what needs to be done, right? Um, and I love I love that about you, Kyle, right? You, you're starting in, I wish I did this 15, 20 years ago, right? <laughs> um, which is, I'm so jealous of you and the position you're in, right? <laughs> You you starting out this, um, learning all of this, uh, taking it all in. You're such a great connector. You're meeting so many people and you're connecting them with each other, right? Which is such a great way, not only um, um, to bring value to everyone, but also to yourself, right? It's um, you'll create such a great community of investors and the uh, uh, same uh, like-minded people, right? That um, will just grow your career like you probably can't even imagine at this point <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much man it, it means so much to me man it does yeah. yeah it's it's just nuts man you know what i mean like literally like understanding the concept of like you can do anything like i was i was having this conversation actually um with somebody like a, a couple nights ago and like that's that's more or less what i was thinking of it i totally forgot you know exactly what the phrase was but like when somebody tells you like before you get into like real estate investing or starting a business or something like that, like they, they say like, oh, you know, like you can do anything. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, like, great. Okay. Like I get it. <laughs> but then as soon as you start to dig in deeper and deeper, it starts to get a different meaning. And like, this is something that kind of clicked for me. It was like, it's almost like, you know, like the way I think of it is there's like, like different levels of like how you understand that phrase of like, oh, you can do anything. Yeah. You know, like right off the bat, like you might not think anything of it. And then, you know, maybe like 
you start, you know, start that business right off the bat or like buy that first property or something like that. And then it starts to take on a different meaning. Like, oh, you know, like I just bought three or, or four units. Like what's another like eight or 10? Like right. it's the same thing, you know, like why not? All, yeah. but all of a sudden, like your mindset's different because like you're living it now. And then, you know, you buy that like six to eight to 10 unit build and it's like, oh, well, I figured this out, you know, twice before what's another 50, a hundred. It's the same thing, you know? And like the more that you keep digging in, like the more like the different that that phrase or eh, the different meaning that that phrase actually starts to take on of like, you can do anything. It's like, oh crap. Like seriously, (laughs) you know, like buy a couple hundred units at a time. All right. Like why not? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And Absolutely. you're right. And it's, it, it is like just a process. And like the cool thing I, I really, really love about real estate, man, is literally like most of the strategies that you hear out there, whether it's like, you know, house hacking or flipping or Airbnbs, syndications, all of them work, you know, and like there have been people out there that have made, you know, a ridiculous amount of money and, and changed their entire family's lives and everything from like just that one thing, you know, so like, like anybody can do this type of stuff, man. And like, like, you don't have to go crazy right off the bat, you know, like just kind of tiptoe into things and like, you know, start to, like you said, you know, follow some of the people that, you know, that, that you can look up to and like, listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and read books. And like, it's anybody can do it. And like, it's, I feel like real estate is, I could, I'm not sure how to put a percentage on it, but like, I feel like most of it is like mindset versus like actual tactical stuff you know (laughs) i agree it really is all mindset uh, 90 percent of it (laughs) if we had to put the number to it right Um, (laughs) and then the 10 percent is just action right to take serious action but that first especially first property it is scary right it is scary because you don't know how many issues you're going to have what kind of tenants you're going to have right um there is a lot of details that go into it but at the same time, we're all smart, right? We're all confident. We yeah. we will figure this out, right? Whatever yep. it is, there's nothing that we cannot solve, right? And or that has not been solved to your point, right? Um, so why not? Why not to take those risks, um, educated risks, right? And and just work through those issues if they come up, right? Um, and I know you've had you know <laughs> with your investment there, there issues and you, you're figuring it out right and uh, solving those problems and actually now you have great contacts and in, in people um contractors that can solve your other problems right uh, or when you buy other properties now you know what to do you'll know who exactly. to call and how much it's gonna cost you <laughs> exactly yeah. you know yeah. and like to your point man like it's I feel like once you're able to really establish that mindset of like playing the long-term game and realizing like, like this is going to work one way or another, like buying this property and like, you know, you're going to reach your vision. Like, as long as you, you know, like keep your head on straight and like, you know, just keep running things and everything. Like once you realize like that, it's just, it's going to work, you know, but like you have to, you know, get dragged through the the crap, I guess you could say, (laughs) you know, from one point to another and, Like, do you think that there's an investor out there that has like, you know, 50 units under their name that hasn't dealt with like an eviction or like, you know, like a, a leaking pipe or like a pipe burst in or something like that before? No, no way. You know, so like, 
that's kind of the, the mentality that I'm starting to discover, you know, especially with this property after, you know, being knocked around a couple of times is like, things are going to happen. And like, that's, that's what we sign up for. Right. You know, but it's, it's the bigger picture of like, you know, yeah, like this kind of sucks right now, but down the line, like right. it can change everybody's life, man. Right. <laughs> you know, and like place. to your point, to your point of, um, you know, like it being hard. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely is. But it's also hard to work, you know, 40 hour or, you know, the same miserable job for 40 years and like, and that's it. And like, hopefully retire and that kind of thing. So what, you know, like you yeah. take a risk, throw some money on the line. If things don't work out, like whatever, you know, yeah, but you if do. you have that mentality, like to keep moving forward, you're going to make it work one way or that's another. Right. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. learn the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're building your own business, right? At the end of the day, right? You're, yeah. you're not working for anyone, right? You're, you, yes, you're solving problems. It is hard work. But at the end of the day, it's if, if you set your mind to think of it as a long-term game, play, mm -hmm. um, you're building a business, right? You're eventually, yeah, as you know, you may start out as managing everything yourself and, dealing with all the problems but as you grow you know you, you're gonna outsource yep. many aspects of that business right um and you'll you can start focusing on the things that you do uh, like about the business right maybe it's property acquisitions right or underwriting them right while other people do other things right so it's it's definitely a, a team sport and as you become bigger and uh, you um you can build a great team and everyone has fun with it yeah yeah i know that's the thing that i love too man is like to your point of it being like a uh, like a team-based sport you know like everybody is like specialists and like you know a lot of these certain areas you know like contractors and like you know electricians plumbers like you know people running numbers on buildings and like you know people managing the buildings like like getting into this kind of stuff like you don't have to be an expert in everything you yeah, know I, and like you're not exactly <laughs> you know and like if anything like it it probably would be probably wouldn't be beneficial trying to be an expert in everything right you know instead of like just picking like one direction like oh you know like i just bought this building like you know i'm trying to write up all these processes so you know when like x event happens you know i just call this guy because he's like really good at it right. and like you know, pay a little bit of money, but like, you know, like save time and have it done the right way and that type of thing. And then you can just keep moving forward. Yeah. Like something that I'm realizing with this property, man, is like, like I've been trying to write down like standard operating procedures for like everything that I can, you know, of like, right when you purchase, yeah, right when you close on a property, like what's the first step, mm -hmm. you know, like right off the bat, like, oh, you know, call the utility company and like change right. the names or, you know, like meet the tenants and, yep you know, like, I, I feel like everything, like you can just streamline everything to some degree, you know, because like the more buildings you buy, you know, generally speaking, a lot of the processes are going to be the same, yeah. you know, and like, it could just make it easier on you. You know, I mean, if you can systematize it and just streamline everything, it's like, oh, I've already done this a couple of times. Like, you know, we'll go out and buy locks, change the locks, you know, do whatever with the keys and like, you know, figure out what the tenants, what's going on. And mm -hmm. it just, a lot of it is the same process. So if you can streamline it, then like it, it takes a lot less, you know, like stress and like your energy. Cause like you're, you already have it written down cause right. you've already done it a bunch, like just, you know, a bunch of check boxes and, you know, all of a sudden, like 
you know, things are going okay. And yeah, yeah, that's a great point, Kyle. Um, you know, I came from that operations background that I mentioned, right? And uh, when I worked with uh, pharmaceutical and uh, medical device companies, everything was super detailed and super documented, right? There was, you could not do anything, anything in those um, factories or distribution centers unless it was documented and everyone was trained to exact step to step process, right? And um, so everything systemized. And the, when you systemize it, everybody knows what you do, but also in the mistakes are minimized, right? Yeah. Because uh, it's a proven process. And because you have a baseline, then you can also look on how to build a better model, right? Because you you know what works, what doesn't, right? And you can can compare it to that baseline. Yeah. So I think it applies so much in in real estate and so many other industries, right? Uh, to your point, everything needs to be systemized, right? What to do with when the issues come up, right? Uh, what to do when a new uh, tenant moves in, right? Um, when you acquire a property, like all the different pieces, right? Um, and that's what great investors with that scaled quickly, that's what they've done, right? They systemized every single piece of it. And that's when it's easy to bring new people to the team because you already have a process. You can just plug them in and say, run with this, right? And continue to improve it, right? Yeah. But it's an easy model for someone to jump in and just build on that. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree, man. Yeah. You know, and like even like think about it in the regard of, you know, people that are doing like 10 flips a month or like, you know, doing like like so established, like it's not even funny, like you have a million right. projects going on. If you don't have systems, like you're going to lose your shirt very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like everything's right. hitting the fan and like you're playing firefighter trying to take care of all these emergencies yeah. and messes and people not answering and this, that, the other. And like the only way to, to scale and, and to succeed like is to systematize it, you know, and like keep stepping away and like making it easier to, you know, acquire these properties and find these properties and write offers and everything. And like, basically, I I just, I think it's really interesting. Like the bigger you want to go, it's almost like, like the less you want to be a part of, you know, only like the the bigger picture, like, like higher level type of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's important to uh, stick to uh, the reasons also why you're into this business, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're not in it to, to spend your days, right? Fixing um, property issues, right? Whether it's furnace, toilets, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's really not the ultimate goal, at least not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, um, you, yes, you, you worked very hard at the beginning in order to put those systems in place, finding the right people that you can plug in, so you can actually focus on what's really important to you, right? Whether it's yeah. family, traveling, um, or acquiring more properties and scaling, right? Uh, it's it's again, it's it gives you those options, right? Um, and that's that's one thing I you know I um, I think a lot of new investors struggle with Kyle that yeah. scale, right? Um, or ability to get beyond that one or two or three properties, right? Because um, they try. They get so uh, sometimes um, sucked in into wanting to do everything themselves. Yeah. But when you do that, you you're not really building the business, right? You're just working. Um, you're still working, working for it. yourself, but you are working uh, in it, right? Um, so yeah, always 
as I'm thinking about different problems now, um, I always think of Who Not How, and it's a great book by uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Um, always think of who first yeah. before how, because we can all spend time and learn things, right? How to do this, and you can watch YouTube videos and everything else. But more importantly and more impactful will be to find who can do those pieces for you so yeah. you can focus on what's important to you. Yeah. I love that, man. I've heard that um, that book referenced in like so many places. I haven't yeah. read it yet. It's definitely on the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's such a great book. It really changed my mindset on on how to think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to your point too, man, of like, there was um, an investor, uh, actually another agent on our team as well. He, um, right after I bought this property, he was telling me, he's like, man, like, you know, make sure you find an electrician, a plumber, and a handyman yeah. for, you know, like the house that you just bought, like the covers, like that general area. He's like, you know, so then, you know, you already kind of like dig the well before you have to drink, you know? So, cause like nobody plans for like a water heater to go out or like two oil tanks to start leaking on you, <laughs> you know, like you, nobody plans for that. Like, it's not like, yeah. Oh, like this is going to happen on Saturday at three o'clock. I better call a contractor at two and like, you know, get somebody lined up. Right. No, you know, it's going to happen on Sunday night at 6 p.m. when it's really freaking cold outside, <laughs> yep. you know, so like that's a system, you know, to already have like a couple people lined up like, oh, you know, like if something hits the fan, like I'll just give them a buzz and hopefully get them out here like ASAP, mm -hmm. you know, and if not, like then it's it's somebody that does. And to a lot of the points that um that you were talking about earlier, man, like when my when I found my tax leaking. Like there was a couple of minutes where I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to call people, whatever. And then I realized I'm like, or, you know, I, I realized something in that, in that moment, I was like, if I'm going to keep building this business and everything, like you can't freak out, you know, like things are going to happen. Like you have to kind of practice that. This is something that I realized, um, you know, at least for myself, I'm like, I have to, you know, step back, like take a breath and just kind of like you know, look from the outside end of like the situation that's going on. Like you can't be like reactive, you know, like, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that just kind of hit me hard is like, you, like you can't freak out, you know, like it's natural, like things are going to happen. Like it's part of the process. Like it's, it's part of our learning, you know, it's, it's our tuition, you know, for, for bigger and better things. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, things will happen for sure. I have um, a great friend of mine who, um, uh, who's buying properties as well. And I mean, he, it seems like he had uh, quite a bit of bad luck at the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it was bad tenants. Uh, um, like his first property, he ended up evicting someone, right? They also had, the, there was a death in the, in the property that he bought, right? Um, <laughs> like it's, oh my God. There's a lot of things that guy. very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I admire his just his continuous push and thinking long term. And yeah. he's just dealing with all those problems, right? And yeah. and man, it's building his foundation so well because yeah. all other problems will seem like they're nothing comparing to what he has gone through already in the yeah. in his first couple of years of investment. Yeah. I love that, man. You're totally right. You know, and like like something that I realized with you know, with the tanks and then the furnace and stuff like that. Like, so that would have been, 
if I didn't use mass save, that would have been around like 12 grand, like right after I bought a, a property and, you know, good thing I had reserves and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, push that message to people of, you know, like don't over leverage and everything. But like after I was able to, you know, get that, get those issues fixed and like take a step back and like, just like watch the movie of like everything that happened in those moments, I realized I'm like, yeah, I might've paid, you know, six grand and got another loan for another six but the amount that i learned from that about like you know like keeping my head on straight and like not freaking out and like you know just just realizing like things are going to happen and and you know who to call to like dealing with contractors and making sure they're all right to discovering yeah. that you know you can buy a lockbox from home depot for 35 bucks and like just punch a code in and be like oh, all right. right you know the code's one two three four like go and go yeah. do your thing you know, yeah. like the amount that I learned from that, man. And like, you know, even on like, like showings or like, you know, if I'm looking for another property for me or for clients or whatever, to just double check those oil tanks, man, you know, cause like, you never know. But what I'm getting at is like the amount that I learned from that. Yeah. I might've paid like, you know, like 12 grand over like five years technically, but in my opinion, like the amount that I learned over that, like I locked out in a way right. and like it's to a lot of people it sounds crazy because it's like oh dude like what's wrong with you like you just paid twelve thousand dollars and like had a bunch of crap go wrong but I realized I'm like the amount that I learned from that like the the education that I just got that's gonna serve me for the rest of my life I'm like 12 grand is nothing I'm like it's I just learned how you. to fish it's you know like long term yeah yeah and it's it's yeah. tough to have that mentality you know like things are hitting the fan you're like oh crap like you know should i have done this like this was a bad idea but i mean that was something in itself was just to realize like hey you know you're like you're literally you're signing up for something that's going to be extremely beneficial for a lot of people down the line right. but like you're gonna have to get you know dragged through the crap once in a while and like it's part of what you're signing up for yeah and like i was thinking i'm like like, I don't have a choice, you know, like, I, like, you know, when I found the tanks leak and I'm like, I just need to have this fixed. Like, I, I don't have a choice. Like, you're not going to leave them like that, you know, like, right. so like, why, why freak out, you know, like, just kind of like try to rationalize as much as you can. And it's like, oh, you know, like things happen, like, you know, call people up and yeah, it kind of sucks and you know, whatever. But I mean, it's to be able yeah, to, to kind of step handled back. It well, right. Like I, I admire that you, you made so many calls. You did not give up. You called everyone until you got the, the answers and uh, someone to come in and get it done for you. Right. So um, <laughs> great job on that. Yeah. No, thank you, man. And like, that's, it's something that I realized. I was like, when things are going wrong, like you don't have a choice, but to get it fixed, like things happen. So like, why, why freak out over it? Like, just try and rationalize as best as you can and be like, all right, like, you know, this drain line is squirting water every once in a while. Like, who do I call? You know, like yeah. I, I signed up for this, like, we just have to get it fixed, That's right. you know? And then next time to your point earlier of like, oh, you know, now you might have a, a, con a, um, a contact for a good contractor if this happens again. Like, right. and there was something that, um, that Brandon Turner, uh, mentioned on the bigger pockets podcast one time, or it might've been in one of the books, I forget, but he said something that really stuck, uh, you know, kind of stuck, really kind of stuck with me. I don't know why, why that was very difficult to say. I'm getting excited, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said that stress is, or like being stressed out is having a lack of systems and it, 
it made me start to think, man. I'm like, I mean, obviously, you know, like in some situations it's more applicable than others, but like, if you think about it in terms of like operating, you know, like a, a business or, or a property or something like, yeah, I mean, like if you have, if you, you know, go into your basement and there's two inches of water in there, you're going to be insanely stressed out. Right. But, you know, now that you came across that issue, like one, the amount that you learn is going to be like through the roof. And two, now you can create a process for like, oh, like, you know, this is the pipe that burst. It was uninsulated in the basement. And like, you know, like whatever happened, like, how can I fix that for next time? You know, for like my next property or, oh, you know, like this happened, like, who's the contact that I can call when this happens? Right. So like, you know, maybe then like next time you'll only be half as stressed out. Cause like, who knows, like you might be able to actually eliminate the problem altogether. Yeah. Or, you know, if God forbid it does happen, like you've already been through this before, like you just, right. you know, got to call up, you know, these three guys and one of them will show up and, and you'll be good. And like, just keep moving forward. That's right. You know, and same thing with like, um, to your point earlier of like, you know, if a unit or if a tenant leaves a unit and like you're turning it over and everything, like, yeah, that might stress the hell out of you, you know, because like you're only getting like half the rent or like 75% of the rent now because like people are, aren't paying because they're, you know, in another apartment or whatever. That might really stress you out. But if you write up a process the first time that you go through that of like, oh, you know, these guys gave me a notice that they're going to leave in like, you know, three months or something like, you know, figure out how am I going to turn this unit over as soon as possible? And then, you know, what's the process that I'm going to use to like take pictures of the unit and advertise it and everything? Where am I going to advertise it? Like, you know, how am I going to do showings when a bunch of people are lighting up my phone to try to get in here? Like, how am I going to price it? Yeah. Like, if you can systematize that, then it's like, oh, no biggie. Like, right. and it's not going to stress you out that much. Right. You know, yeah. it's, I feel like it's just kind of like establishing that baseline of like the first time that something happens. Like if you can write up a process for it, then it's not going to stress you out as much, if not at all anymore, you know? Right. And if you just keep doing that, then eventually like, you know, like you'll have a book of, of processes for operating a, like a two to four unit building, you That's know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's something, just, it just blew my mind. Like when I heard him say that, I was like, whoa, like that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you can scale as well. Right. Cause you, again, you build that foundation, you build the processes and then you just scale from that. Right. It's, uh, and if, if you don't, then you cannot scale. Right. So it's, it's like building a house, right. You, you have to build that foundation and the yeah. foundation is the processes. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I feel like that's, that's a huge thing for mindset, man. It's like, just realizing like, you know, you're going to be definitely be able to reach that vision and get what you want, but like, you're going to work to get there, but you can either work towards something big and take a little bit of risk and, and stuff like that, or yeah. you can risk having your entire life absolutely miserable in a job that you hate, you know, with people that you don't like, and yeah. that's it. And just like being unhappy. You know, like life's too short, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to be happy. Yeah. So what's your, what's your vision, Kyle? Um, what do you see yourself um, acquiring or having in, let's say, three years? Ooh, three years, man. I love yeah. it. So I definitely, <laughs> I'd say the vision is, you know, being able to jump into real estate full time, you know, like as an investor, as an agent. And then in terms of units, like, 
you know, starting to raise private capital and starting to look to at like, you know, maybe like 10 plus unit buildings and like just putting deals together all the yeah. time and that kind of thing. And, you know, pretty much um, just kind of scaling up, you know, and, and to our point earlier of like just systematizing as much as I can, you know, until then and just, uh, you know, keep pressing forward, you know, and yeah. keep keep buying like bigger buildings and trading buildings and, you know, getting into partnerships with people and just kind of keep building up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, you're already in such a great position, right? I, I see what you do, how much you're helping out your, custo your customers and um, all the contacts you're making with other investors. It's, it's great. Thank you so much, you're, man. You're in the right path. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, like, I'm so thankful, like, for, for everything, man, like, all the conversations that I've ever had and, like, you know, seeing that there's a whole nother part of life than like just working and trading time for money, man. And like, I have, I've been extremely lucky, you know, to have discovered this kind of thing very, very early. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like, at least like the way that I see it myself is like, like, I just have an obligation where like everything that I learn, you know, to be able to just give it back to others and be like, Hey, you know, like there's, there's something like more to life than your, you know, like if it works for you or whatever, but it just, there's more to life than just working and, you know, yeah. giving taxes to uncle Sam and like, like there's like a whole nother world out there, yeah. Yeah. you know? So oh. like trying to just show people like, Hey, you know, like you might like this, you might not, but just letting, you know, like there is a lot of stuff out there that's absolutely crazy and yeah. it's only as difficult as you make it. Yeah. What was that pivotal moment for you, Kyle? How did you come to this realization so early in your life? Like what, what was that moment? Yeah. So I actually, it was like, uh, it was a couple months before I turned 18 and I don't know what it was, man, but I was sitting on my computer one day and like, I, I had this random thought in my brain to Google what investing was. Mm -hmm. And that was it, man. Literally like one Google search has changed my entire life. Wow. And like, you know, from that, it led into like, I started reading into stocks and like, it was all over, man. Like the big bang just went off. I'm like, I'm like literally <laughs> a whole different person in a matter of five minutes. And like, th yeah. this is it for like the rest of my life, you know, and like starting to learn about stocks and how markets work and like, yeah. you know, not trading time for money anymore. And like, you know, why, why the wealthy get wealthy. And it's like, all of a sudden you go from having that mentality of like, Oh, you know, like rich people are, you know, really snobby. And like, you have to invent this like big product and this big company and have a ton of money and everything. And like, that's, that's not at all how it is, man. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe like there's a small percentage of people out there, but yeah. there are a lot more extremely wealthy people, especially like directly around us than like, you know, than I ever thought. Yeah. You know, even in like, like Tuxbury, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, you never know who is around you, you know, yeah. and like what they're trying to do. And like, you know, having the blend of, of people in our, you know, like entrepreneurial, um, you know, kind of, kind of networks, I guess that most people want to help each other. Yeah. You know, like, especially in real estate investing alone, you know, because it is such a team-based sport, like you never know who you're going to work with. And like, like what we're doing is, is very difficult. 
but because there are a lot of us, like, you know, we're able to work together and like, you know, like everybody grows together, you know, like to that analogy of, um, you know, like all the, like the boats on the same water and like everybody like rising, like, you know, while the tide goes up and that kind of thing. And, you know, like, even if like what I tell people sometimes, man, is like, even if two people are looking for, you know, like a multifamily on the same street in the same town, like a lot of people from the outside in might be like, Oh, like those guys are competitors. Like they're trying to just go like, you know, put in higher offers on each other. And like, you know, like they hit each other, like that kind of thing. But what I've noticed from being in this sphere for a little bit is like, that's not at all how it is. Like, hell yeah, man. Like I'll, I'll help you get that house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. do what I can, like dig through the record and like, like we're all growing together. Yeah. You know, and I, like I've never seen that anywhere else. Like, especially in like the W2 jobs that I've had. Like, that's not at all how it is, man. It's like, you know, people step on each other and trying to climb the corporate ladder. And like, it just, it's a whole different mentality, you know, of like, I don't know, like people just trying to grow exponentially and change their lives and everything. And like, do things that are actually like real, you know, and like, just like grow this like serious amounts of wealth together. And like, it's a real thing. And like, they're so open to helping each other. Like, it's just, it's like the most interesting yeah. thing in the world. But then you go to like, you know, some W2 jobs and like people are literally stepping on each other over like promotions and like, you know, a couple dollar raises and stuff. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it just like the dynamic is very, very interesting. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Like so many wealthy people that I know, they're the most amazing people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're also the, I would say the hardest working people I've ever met, right? Yep. Uh, they're all hustlers. So they're always thinking of how to um, create value, how to help others, right? Yeah. Um, most of them are super, super humble, right? You would never think that they are uh, extremely wealthy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I admire that about them, right? They're, they're just um, like even my mentor that I mentioned to you before, right? He has um, great success. Like he worked, of course, his life, to create that success uh, yeah. but he's he never stopped and he's still not stopping every day he's the first one in the office he works more than he he gets more things done by 10 a.m than <laughs> most people get done in a week like, like, <laughs> like he's so disciplined he just continues to work um that's his drive even though he really doesn't need to work right like he just continues to work create new business create new ideas uh, create new communities and groups of people right that can help each other right it's yeah. um it's really fascinating to see that uh and um like you'll never see him at home watching you know dancing with the stars right yeah. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> um, I know that brandon turner always says that like yeah. you know that's how you decide right um you have we all have choices right we can mm -hmm watch Dancing with the Stars so we can work on, on our business and become better in what we do, like underwrite deals better, right? Or make a connection, right? Mm -hmm. um, that could be meaningful. There's okay. always growth, man. Yeah. And to your point, like there was, um, there was another guest on the podcast that came on a while ago and the way he phrased something like is another thing that really stuck with me of like, if you look at some of like the quote unquote, like uber wealthy people, right? Like, it, like, you know, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and those kind of people. Yeah. Why are they still working? They get all the money in the world, but why are they still working? 
because it's yeah. it's so much bigger than that man it is you know Absolutely. like building like really big things and the and the passion and like giving value to people and leaving a legacy like if they wanted to like they could call it quits today and be like oh, yeah. eh, screw this i'm done i'm gonna go you know right. drink myself to death on the beach or something <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. they get all the money that you know that they would ever need for generations and generations right. but why are they still going into the office because yeah. it's it's so much bigger than that man it is. it's that creative <laughs> process right um making an impact uh creating something that has never been done yeah. right um yeah, it's it's progress. Progress is what makes people happy, right? Um, yeah. And if you don't feel that, if you don't continue to create that, it's, um, yeah, you you'll be at your deathbed very soon, right? Versus living a very meaningful life, right? Um, yeah, I you know I don't want to die knowing that I did not take some chances and create something amazing, right? Yeah. I don't want to uh, have regrets. Um, Part of the reason why I even joined cannabis industry, Kyle, was like I knew it was a risk. I knew it was a new industry. Uh, there's so much unknown, right? Um, however, I knew that, um, like looking back, like if I'm 80, I didn't want to think back that what if I would have um, missed on this opportunity? Um, yeah. And um, for me, that was more meaningful than sticking to my previous job right and just doing what i did at that time um yeah i i totally agree man like regret is like literally the scariest thing in the world because like if you think about it like if you're sitting there when you're like 80 90 years old like there's there's nothing you can do about it yeah you know like yeah you know those risks might have been there and like potential opportunities like 50 freaking years ago and like but that's like long gone you know, like, yeah. that's it. Like, you just have to accept like, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, like, what if, like, that's like the scariest thing in the world, man. Cause like, there's literally nothing you can do, right. you know, like right. <laughs> we have to, we have to take, you know, calculated risks and, and chances. And, you know, to, to our point about, you know, the mindset of like having a rental or a business and everything, like, if you take a risk, like if you take action, you're going to learn from it. You know, like if you don't, if you make money, great, but like you're, you're learning from it either way, Absolutely. you know? And then like, as long as you keep pushing, like eventually you're, you're going to kick ass and you're going to kill it. Right. You know? So like, yeah, I mean, what if you lose, you know, a bit of money and like, you know, things happen, but like next time you'll be able to see like, oh, you know, I didn't do like this, this, and this, like, let's try it again next time. Right. You know? And eventually, like if you work at something long enough, like it's, it's going to work. Right. Yeah, it's investment in yourself, right? Um, I've, trust me, I've spent a lot of money on different things that did not work out, right? Mm -hmm. But I've definitely learned a lot from those experiences. Um, exactly. And in most cases, made great friends and great relationships as well. And that's, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Like, like at this point, like I don't really see in terms of like, quote unquote, like winning and losing. Like, I don't really see losing anymore. Like, I either see, like, progressing and moving forward and getting paid for it and, like, like doing great. Yeah. Or I see learning until you get to that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might lose, but, like, monetarily, like, on a bank statement, yeah, you lost. But in terms of actually, like, mentality and, like, learning how to fish, like, man, like, you just got a one hell of an education right. for, like, the, the amount of money, you know? And I feel like that's kind of the only way to think. Like, if you're only on, like, that, 
um, that upswing or like that, you know, only way is up type of mentality. Like you're either winning or you're learning. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, like the concept of losing doesn't really exist. Yeah. I love that. That's, I it. mean, unless you call yeah, it quits and you kind of like cash out, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like that's kind of the only way you have to be, man, you know, is like have like a long-term vision, you know, absolutely like believe in yourself and the things that you're doing mm-hmm. and you're going to get there, you know, and it, it might, it might take, you know, having some things happen and everything that aren't so good, but as long as you learn from it and keep moving forward, like you're unstoppable, like period, like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. So man, I, I love to ask this question in particular to everyone. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I told you a little bit about it before. How do you define wealth? Yeah, I, I love that question. That is, a, um, so, um, you know, I'm sure you're getting all kinds of answers on this. Uh, so for me, Kyle, um, wealth is, um, is not really about the money, right? It's about the end goal, which is um, ability to, to do what you want to do, right? Yeah. And for me, it's, in some cases, it is a work, continuing to work, right? Because I, I enjoy working and find that joy in making progress and creating value, right? So I don't think no matter how much money I would ever have, like that would will not change with me, right? Yeah. Even when I'm 80, I want to see, I see myself as working, right? In different, yeah. <laughs> in different pieces, in like different things than what I do now, right? But still working, creating something, making that progress, right? As, as we just discussed, right? Um and but the wealth gives you that opportunity to not to focus on working where you get the most money but also but focusing on what gives you the most joy right and um um that flexibility to spend time with family right uh, when it's when it's important milestones in your life to um, to be with them right whether it's you know, I have two daughters and, um, you know, if I want to um, go see them perform uh, somewhere or like travel with them, right? Um, that's what I want to have, that flexibility to do that with them, right? And for me, that's wealth, right? It's it's giving you options, flexibility to do what you want to do, right? And um, um, of course, money comes with that as well because uh, it gives you those <laughs> options. But that's just... Um, um, more of, uh, of the media, uh, medium to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much, man. It's, it's so true. You know, like I, I definitely have one that's kind of similar, um, you know, definitely related to family, you know, of like being able to, you know, create enough assets and like streams of income to be able to, you know, leave my day job and, and same thing with my family as well, you know, and, and just kind of, be able to do the things that we choose to do rather than the things that we're obligated to do and, and don't have a choice, you know? Right. And yeah, it's going to take a while to get there, but it's, it's so much bigger than the money, man. And like, yeah. like to, you need to have a why that's, that's like not focused on the money or like, you know, it's, it's not going to stick like, Oh, I just want to be rich. Like, and you know, whatever, like it's, it's not going to get you through those tough times that, um, you know, where things aren't looking so hot and yeah. you know, you want to, like hang up the jersey 
you know, but like to have that kind of mentality of like, you know, I'm doing this for my family and like, you know, generations and like, you know, I'm, I'm done with, you know, looking to impress bosses and, you know, appease coworkers and like, I just want to create, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it's, it's something that's, that's totally possible, you know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that yeah. so much. Yeah, man. it's important, Kyle, uh, you know, that's another great lesson that I've learned is, um, to bring your family, right? Um, you, whether you have your, you know, your spouse or kids on that journey, right? On that vision, what you're, you're trying to accomplish. Because um, there will be times when it's tough, right? And everyone needs to support each other. But more importantly, as you grow, as your identity grows, right? Um, in your, your mindset changes, it's so critical to bring your family to the same level, right? Because otherwise, what I've seen happen, right? Um, people become um, separated, right? Because of that, right? One person in the family could be growing at this level while the other person is staying flat or just barely growing, right? And that gap is just widening and widening until they become not at the same level mentally, right? uh, Mindset-wise. And uh, it causes issues, right? the, The topics, the visions, the goals are not aligned, right? And um, unfortunately, that in many cases uh, causes a divorce, right? And yeah. um, for me, it's so important to bring my family on that. Like we talk about real estate. We talk about uh, business concepts. Even with my seven and three-year-old daughters, we, we talk about this. Like, right, like um, as simple as when we go out to dinner, we'll talk about, okay, what does this restaurant do well, right? do how amazing oh my goodness how how many tables they have in the restaurant right um what do we think their their rents are right for um, or the expenses right food cost like i'm 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 having these conversations so they start thinking about all these different concepts right and uh and become much um much better analytical and great business people and leaders when they grow up yeah that's the um, coolest thing in the world, man. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so jealous of that. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. So if you started that young of like, just very subtly, like planting the seeds of like thinking like a whole different way. And man, like by the time your daughters are like, like five and 10, they're going to be like writing out contracts oh, and yeah. everything. And like, yeah. you know, dad, yeah. put this offer in for me. Like yeah. <laughs> cash no, flow yeah. Yeah, looks pretty good. But if we do this to these three units, I think we'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> And they love it. I love that they love it too. They, uh, um, you know, we, uh, it's um, everything like, like last summer we did like a quick um, lemonade stand, right? Which is a basic concept, right? But we are like, okay, how do we actually improve on this concept? How do we drive traffic, right? And she was coming up with ideas, right? With putting signs, putting ads together, creating a buzz in the, in the community, right? Um, even, the, you know, creating or paying some kids to hang out around the lemonade stand so it shows what? that there's That's a huge demand right yeah. these are the concepts that are coming to her now and she's seven right so i love That's that insane that she, <laughs> she, yeah so i'm having so much fun um with my kids wow. uh, and my wife too who's um um starting to help me a lot in in real estate now as well yeah that's so exciting, man. That That's like literally the coolest thing in the world. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, oh fun things. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. 
<laughs> so man I, I got one more question for you my friend and we already kind of talked about it a little bit but the question is do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone mm. so i do I read a lot to pick one. <laughs> yeah, it is tough to pick one i do read a lot um you should you know if you could see my office now i have hundreds of books behind me um all in either business self-development right categories yeah you know um you know currently i'm reading a lot on um, real estate investments and syndications right raising capital syndication process right because mm -hmm. again that that's the piece of the investment side that i really want to be yeah super knowledgeable knowledgeable super good uh you know a couple of books that um you may be able to see it here um uh Years, oh, not really, can't really see it, but um, raising capital and uh, multifamily acquisitions mm -hmm. um, that um, I'm reading. Uh, great books. Um, but when I, if I need to pick one that's been a really uh, um, life changing, um, you know, definitely the Rich Dad Poor Dad, which mm -hmm. I, I know it's such a favorite of so many people. Um, it's, it's just, the way it's written right and um and it allows you to grasp the concepts in very simple terms yeah uh, it's very life-changing and uh again i read it twice first time it, i liked it second time i loved it and and actually took it to that next level right to change my life with it um but yeah it's um you know i have so many great books uh one that i recently read was 100 million um offers um by alex hormozzi have you heard of him i haven't um, really uh, inspiring entrepreneur um he has had multiple businesses and he created um uh a value basically a focused pricing right where he's like you can't just compete on pricing right that's you just can't win in that scenario right yeah. you, you need to compete in different differentiation in value add um where you people cannot even compare you to somebody else because you're creating so much value you're giving so much value you're so different that you can ask for any price you want and you'll get it right in, ah, in essence that's what that's the book cool. is uh, versus offering what everybody else does and then consumers can say no you're just like everybody else and other people are giving it for a lot less i'll go with them right so yeah. um also changed my mind of how to think of services solutions you know to provide to investors business owners that um that could grow their business in the in, from that perspective right versus just competing on price yeah i like that a lot man i'll i'll yeah. definitely write those two down and and get yeah. to those <laughs> yeah have you yeah. read um, Raising Private Capital? I think it's by Matt Fairclough. Yeah, I, think. yeah. I, I, I absolutely have, and love he's, that. He's a great, great guy too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Matt, uh, Matt's done really well and that's a great book. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite book? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of funny, man. Like, I don't think anybody's actually asked me like what mine is. <laughs> um, ooh. So I'd say like the biggest impact book was definitely, you know, to your point of, of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, 
the e-myth was another one that like introduced the process for the first time to me. And like, and yeah. that's another one that permanently rewired my mindset, like for the yeah. rest of my life. Um, I really, oh, the one thing. The one thing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The yeah. one thing. Oh man. Yeah. I, I love that book so much. Like just this concept of like, you know, like the more stuff that you take on, like you're just spreading yourself like too thin. And then like, you're only able to progress, like, you know, on all of them, like a little bit together instead of going deep on like one thing and actually like, just like nose diving in there. And yeah, it just like that concept is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah, still trying to apply it. <laughs> yeah. I always <laughs> think of uh, building bridges. Right. And I, I don't know if that was in that book or somewhere else that I mm -hmm. read it. Like if you want to get across to the other side, right, of the river, do you build 10 bridges slowly at the same time and possibly never making it to the other side? Or you put the same focus and energy of 10 bridges into one bridge and get across very quickly um, with that focus, right? Yeah. Uh, so I always think of that analogy, right, um, which comes very handy all the time. <laughs> it's so true, man. And then, like, yeah. like once you once you see that, like once you build that first bridge, then you can use like the resources from that other Island to be able to build up the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And yeah, yeah, I, I love that so love much, it. man. Yeah. And like, once you see that type of thing and like understand it, like, like you can tell like yourself from like a self-aware kind of standpoint, like, Oh, am I taking on too much? Or like, you know, why do I still have my hands in this? Like I should delegate that or like, you know, maybe, uh, like just focus on like another area for now and like kind of leave that in the background or and like you can you can just kind of you know be very uh very self-aware you know like once you like really like grasp that concept and like it's absolutely wild yeah 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 that's awesome i, I love yeah, that great man. books great book <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we should man. start a book club kyle and we uh, should <laughs> uh, great books yeah there's a million absolutely good ones out there man I, oh yeah my list is like ridiculously long i'm like i'm hoping to like literally like every single book that somebody that like anybody recommends to me like i just throw it on like this huge like master list and it's like wicked long i'm like i hope i like never get through this list for like the rest of my <laughs> life i'm like i got like a million to read like let's add a yeah. million more like yeah. like i don't want like nothing to read you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, to your point earlier of like when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, a while ago, and then once you read it at a at a different point in your life and like it hitting a lot different, mm -hmm. that's something that I always find really interesting, too, is when you read a book at one point at like, you know, a certain part of your life, like it, it might not really like hit that much and like it might not be like as applicable, but if you read that book, like later on, like maybe when you're, you know, you've progressed a bit and like, um, you know, have built up a little bit, like that book might like totally change your life. Mm -hmm. And like, like the black and white text on the, on the paper hasn't changed, but the actual meaning and like the mindset and like where you are, you know, might totally make that like extremely applicable and like change everything. And like some people, you know, some people reading like, I don't, I don't even know, like what's a, like an example, but like, so like, if you read a book on like, you know, doing like absolutely crazy, like, 
you know, building like ridiculously crazy businesses or something on like, you know, the first time that you learn about like entrepreneurship and stuff, like it might not be as applicable on day one, because like you still have like a a bit to go. But if you read that book, when like, you know, you've built up a a company, like, you know, kind of significantly, like you might see like, oh, crap, there's like 10 things that I can be doing to like systematize these and drive up money and like, you know, vet and employees and everything. And that's the thing that I love is like, like, you might have the same book sitting on the shelf for 10 years. But like, if you pick it up again, like, it might like totally like hit you in the face of like, oh, there's like a million things that you can do right now to like to make things better. Yeah, because your reference points change, right? As you have more experience and you have possibly gone through some of those challenges that the book now um, refers to, right? So you're much more relatable and um, yeah, it brings different value versus reading it first time and that you may not have had that experience and issues. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Man, I could talk to you for hours and hours, my friend. I, <laughs> I wanted here, to thank you yeah. so, so much for coming on here. It was it was an honor to to have you on the show. Well, so we're on um, mine. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kyle. Thank you so much. So we're on um like social media and stuff. Can you be found? I'll, yeah, I'll drop so everything. I'm, um, you know, I'm definitely on LinkedIn, but uh, on Instagram, uh, you can find me as men.machulis, so M-A-C-I-U-L-I-S. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for my um, uh, real estate business, I have created, uh, creating a company called Short Path Capital. And uh, so you can also uh, um, give me an email, send me an email at ir at shortpathcapital.com. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with um, your listeners. I love how man. I can help them. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for coming on here, man. That was absolutely awesome. No, great, uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigot Pockets. Until next time, 